0: Welcome everyone, to another episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as always, my co-host, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello.
1: Hey. Hey,
0: how's it going? All right, guys. So, real quick, before we jump into more core set spoilers, we got a metagame shaken out. Now, nothing, you know, and I say shaken out because really it's the same metagame uh, right. that we had before Ikoria, with a couple minor tweaks here. Uh, I previewed last week when I talked about how Inverter was like 20% of the meta. Well, luckily, you know, I I am thankful to say that if we go to a 7-day meta breakdown, uh, Inverter's only down to a 10% meta share. Uh, But if we push out the last 14 days, it's still like a 16-17%, but again, that first week of the post-companion bans, right? Like, that deck and Lotus Breach were like played more so than any other deck like to an insane degree. But, you know, if we, if we take a look at sort of our metagame right now, right, based on, again, we're, we record this on Monday. This is the 15th right now. So, again, we get the spoilers. Full spoiler is out, and I believe full spoiler comes out tomorrow uh, because Jumpstart spoilers do start on Wednesday. And, again, a reminder, Jumpstart will not impact Pioneer outside of the cards from M21 that are going to be in the set. Uh, but it will impact Historic for those of, like, ten of you that care. Um, anyway, so, like like I said, so we take a look at the top four decks, right? And we got Demir Inverter, Mono White, Devotion, which is still that Yorian build, right? Uh, Mono Black's making a bit of a comeback. We got Lotus Reach. And then rounding out the top eight, we have Bant Spirits, uh, the more classic version of Mono Red, Luris Burn is still kicking around, and Esper Yorian. Uh, How do you you feel right now? Obviously, you know, uh, Inverter really showed up and came to play that first week, but they're starting to die down. How do you how do you guys feel about where the med is at? You know, do we do we need something to step in and something to happen to some of these cards?
1: I think you're gonna see more inverter as time goes on. I think people just found their mono white cards again. And we're like, Oh yeah, we can play this in the decks. I do think like the twenty five percent was a little bit of an over representation because everybody knew that deck was safe to start off with. Sure. At the same time. I think 10% is honestly low. I think the deck is still the best deck in the format, and I think it's a little bit close because it definitely has some decks that compete with it, but um, it's going to go up. I mean, there's been no real live Magic that I've seen that's just online results kind of coming in and seeing. And again, the last um, event that I saw that was posted today, Inverter won. So, like, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of decks, but, like, the Inverter players are typically winning, or there are several in the top four. But at the very least, there's, you know, good decks, in my opinion, also, again, you know your local minigame is going to be the most fun. That's the reason yeah, we
0: play I, this game. Yeah, that's that's honestly why I think Pioneer is super sweet, right? And I think, you know, if you, again, if, you're, if your store feels comfortable, you feel comfortable and safe going out and playing some local uh, paper Pioneer, go ahead and do it. I've seen a lot of online reports that are just like, hey, it was great. We went out, like, 16, 15 people had different decks, right? Like, Pioneer's super sweet to play in paper, and, you know, I wouldn't let the online metagame discourage you just because i think like online meta is definitely going to be more shifted in the best deck direction just because card access is easier there are all the rental services and mm-hmm. stuff like that right um and you know it's a little awkward it's because we don't have the paper influence uh but i think pioneer is there's still plenty of room to play around with and you know if you guys do want to play paper and don't feel comfortable going outside You know, jump in on our Discord, which there's always a link to in the description of the podcast episodes. You can find it on our Twitter. Really active group out there. People usually asking for some games here and there. I just think I think if we if it's not a scheduled event, people are just a little too like shy to sort of ask for games here and there. And I, I wish I wasn't at work all day, or else I would be jamming with them. But we do have the event info is posted on the Discord. Uh, On Saturday the 27th, which is going to be next Saturday as of this podcast coming out, is going to be our next sort of... I'm trying to make it like a monthly Pioneer Webcam event. Yeah, sounds
1: great. Ricky, once Lightning Bolt gets printed, what's going to be the best deck in the format?
2: Um,
0: Inverter with
2: Lightning Bolt.
1: Inverter with Lightning Bolt, I love it. So we're going to play Grixis, okay.
2: But, um, I mean, probably Red something. Like, read something, right? I mean Bolt is gonna be like Bolt will be a huge shakeup if it comes into the format. That's a strong if. Are we going to when? Phoenix
1: or are we going to dragons, Ricky?
2: Um We're going right down right in the right of the dome. Uh okay. dude sideways. Sleeving up, I'm
0: sleeving up my buddy Luris and like, we're just gonna sling burn.
2: Like Torbrand, we got we got
0: Torbrand. No one's casting Torbrand.
2: Casting Torbrand.
0: Ricky's casting Torbrand. We got
2: Swiss Spears. We got Scar- be, Soul Scar you'll Mages. You'll be dead by the time you cast Torbrand, buddy. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me tell you. Lightning Bolt would be an
0: insane reprint because it, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen 110%. Even even though I know you're wrong and I'm going to win this pie bet and it's going to be the fastest pie bet. I'm going to win this pie bet in record time. Um, you know, I I might have dug through my pop decks to find my place at the bolts that I have kicking around somewhere. You know, I have the... <laughs> uh, What's the printing of it that has the sweet spark mage flavor text, like the M10. good flavor text? M10. And that M ten, that M ten printing, you know, I got some of those.
2: Mm hmm. Uh, and you're going to be really helpful for you after you wipe that pie off your face. You're going to be able to sleeve those up in your favorite
0: Pioneer red
2: decks and really go to town on some Demir Inverter players.
0: Nice. I, you know, like that might be all like. Bolt might be enough to make Red be able to compete. Like, it's.
1: Oh, I think the, so. The,
0: the inverter matchup is, like, kind of 50 50 already. Like, I think the Luris deck puts on a quick enough clock that it can, like, matter, right? And it, it has some game. Uh, but I think, like, the regular, like, the, the Red deck we had before Icoria is just a little too slow to capitalize. Have you this ever. Is it Dreadhorde
1: Arcanist, our little mini Snapcaster Mage? When it attacks, it casts
0: yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, and Featherless uh, Feather.
1: Man. That's gonna be casting some lightning bolts. Let me tell you what. Um, yeah,
0: well, it wants to
2: cast lightning bolts. It's not going to. <laughs> it can cast some miscasts, uh, but yeah, that's awful because uh, you can only cast it during combat. So you know it's not very good. But
0: miscast is a cool right. card. So so we're gonna speaking of miscast. All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep honoring the pioneer meta game. We're gonna keep you guys up to date with what's going on. Uh, hopefully you know spoilers will come out. We'll be done we can start taking a look at, you know, metagame changes. It's been a while, so we've got to do that, but, you know, uh, there's been a lot of shakeup in just magic as a whole lately, uh, which definitely sort of derailed looking at the metagame share. Um, any other, any other closing thoughts? I mean, like, at least in Pioneer, was banning companion the right move overall? Not banning companion, you know, nerfing was, was yeah, was the companion nerf good for Pioneer, bad for Pioneer? What do you guys think? As of like right now, two weeks after. I think it's fine for Pioneer.
2: Um, I think that uh, if you're if you're unsure about what's going to happen to Pioneer, build that red box, and I got my red box, and you're you're not going to have any problems. And like honestly, most of inverter is just good cards for Pioneer, anyways. Like if the inverter band comes, then you'll be fine. You'll still have your four thoughts, these your fa- your fatal pushes, your uh, mm-hmm. your watery graves. You'll be fine, um, and then. If Lotus Breach gets taken care of, well, it's been a fun ride, right?
0: Yeah, but your deck was pretty cheap to begin with. Yeah,
2: so. you know, and probably don't buy into Lotus Breach right now. Wait for like at least a
0: big paper. If it's I, been I think I think if something happens to an inverter, they kind of at the same time have to knock off Lotus Breach. Right. Um, I think that Pioneer is
2: really close to being um, one of the most fun formats ever. I still think it's fine. I like playing the inverter deck. As somebody who owns, I think, 53% of a inverter deck somewhere in the Aether. That's
0: that's that's all in Chris's collection right now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, um, 30% of it I still have. 30% of it. You own the Thought Seizes, I think. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, like, uh, probably. Oh, you're darn right. These are my thoughts. That is that's 100%. Definitely 45% that's, of the deck.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, like, here's my thing, right? I think that I get people not liking the same same of just every game, right? You know, you feel compelled to play the companion deck, but you can't argue the fact that there weren't, like, five, six, seven different flavors of, like, every, like, strong companion out there.
1: Yeah, th- this feels better to me, for whatever reason. Like, I really just like this better. Like, also, as a tribute to that, here's a, here's a shout-out to our first uh, Crew 3 champion, uh, Wonky Wombat, uh, succeeded by our uh, next champion, Albert, who's still out there uh, being our champion. There is in a Pioneer League a five-zero soldiers list that is uh, Orisov, similar to what he used. To oh, win our, the human
0: stack, yeah. Our yeah. first
1: event, mm-hmm. so that is that is out here, and you know you weren't seeing a ton of that in the Luris You were seeing some of it, but it couldn't play Kudro. There's a couple things it didn't get to play um, that it definitely wants to. So
0: mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> definitely, all right. So let's uh, let's move it over to spoilers. Nice. And uh, who wants to start?
2: Um, you okay, go ahead. and What card were you talking about just a minute ago? What card am I talking about right now? Uh, let's Miscast. talk about Miscast. This card is really cool. It's one blue for an instant. It counters an instant or sorcery spell unless its controller pays three. So, like, if Mana Leak was printed,
0: I don't know... Spell Pierce, like, Pierce was too bad. <laughs> spell Pierce
2: right. is a good card, but it can counter Planeswalkers. This can't counter Planeswalkers. It can't counter enchantments or artifacts. Um, but my problem is that this card is probably stuck in standard with Mystic Dispute for all time. Yeah, right. Um, I think this card is like super, super cool, and I like that they are pushing where counter magic, like how strong counter magic can go. Uh, but you know, we are currently living in the the new Urza's age of uh, of Eldraine forward. And, like, yeah. something like this is just, un, like, it feels unplayable in this sort of uh, environment that we're in. If you had told me two years ago, like, like when when Ravnica was being spoiled, that this was a card, I would have told you, like, oh, legacy playable, vintage playable, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like, oh, but I mean, Mystic Dispute, you know?
1: I hear you. I mean, the, the Mystic Spigot Dispute, I like miscast because we can talk about it pretty effectively getting... Fatal push and things like that. Like I, I think you're going to see it just because I think that one extra mana is going to make a pretty solid difference in a lot of cases mm-hmm. uh, between spell peers. So it's like again, you didn't see a lot of spell peers. I, I th- I'm willing to bet you'll see some miscast. I definitely see what you're saying. Again, I like the general use because again, like uh, Mystic Dispute, mystical dispute gets um, spell quellers. Um, it, there's a lot of things it gets. It gets uh, Jace's, right? So I, I
0: think I think we'll still see mystical dispute. I think my mm-hmm. thing is like I've played some decks with negates in the sideboard, over Spell Pierce, sure. and I think I'm more likely to play this over the negates. I think it's really, that's
2: fair. yeah. When, One mana man. When I bring in negate, I just want to counter like, uh, random like, planeswalkers. Normally, like, because like the big like think about it like the, what are the big instances sorceries in this format? And it's like Supreme Verdict, and you can't counter that. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm always thinking about like, if it's one mana, then like the tempo deck wants this, and the card that the tempo deck wants to
0: race is Supreme Verdict, and they, they can't counter that. So, well, here's my thing, right? The decks that I was playing with Negate in the sideboard were, were spirits, and we could already take care of the of with Spell Queller, right? And mystical dispute because We really only care about fairy, really. Like right, right. All the other plans and walkers didn't really matter in the decks I was playing the gates in. So, so I obviously, so. mileage may vary, but... Mileage may vary. It's a cool card, that's for sure. I'm very excited that this card exists. What do you guys think of the other counterspell? The um, Lofty Denial. The the, man, the better mana leak if you have a flyer. It's an
2: exciting time to be a Delver fan. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I. I'm not super excited about it. I love Mono Blue Tempo. I have made mm-hmm. multiple write ups on like Mono Blue Tempo decks and like how to play Mono Blue temple. Tempo. Tempo. <sighs> temple. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll get to temples here in a minute. So this card reminds me a lot about of uh, Silimgar's Scorn.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like
2: a lot of times, Silimgar's Scorn was just a two mana force spike because your opponent tapped out anyways, right? Sure. And then so, um, like, early in the game, Mana Leak is essentially a force spike, right? Like, how many yeah. times have you cast Mana Leak and your opponent just didn't have any mana? Like, it's never like they had two mana and the Mana Leak worked. Like, that's late game anyways. So, like, turn three or four, where, like, the four mana is going to matter, you're probably going to have a flyer in play or you're or you're sort of losing anyways. I think this card's great, honestly. It's going to see mm-hmm. play in Popper for sure with Delver. Um, Oh, yeah. Like, I I just feel like blue colorless is such a flexible casting cost. Like, we got Quench right now, and it baffles my mind that Quench isn't good enough. But this card is definitely better than Quench. Uh, I will definitely put my stamp of better than Quench on this card. Um, That being said, this card will not shine until Teferi is gone.
0: Sure, I agree.
2: Um, In Pioneer, I also don't want to be casting counter spells.
0: Uh, with Teferi in the format. Definitely. Uh, All right, before we get to some new cards, let's take a look at some of the reprints real quick. Uh, The temples, that kind of feels bad, especially for the arena players, right? Um, The value reprints, though, Fable Passage is a good one. Heroic Intervention is a good reprint. Uh, And, of course, Scavenging Ooze, I think, are all very solid reprints. Uh, But, of course, the honorable mention reprint, in my opinion, goes to All-Star Colossal Dreadmaw.
1: Mm.
0: Oh, yeah, that card is pretty iconic. It's very iconic. <laughs> uh, and then, like, Vryn Wingmare getting downshifted from Rare to uncommons kind of interesting. Obviously not a real player in the Pioneer format right now, uh, and even though it was already legal uh, thanks to Magic Origins. But uh, kind of interesting seeing a downshifting like that. Um, Thalia is in
2: Historic, and I know Historic doesn't matter much, but, like, if Thalia is in Historic, don't you think it's time we got Thalia in Pioneer?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think Thalia do for a sweet reprint, and it's just I thought like, it would be fun. I mean, given that you've got the power
1: level of cards like uh, Fatal Push, which is you know one of the best removal spells in,
2: and soon you know, to be modern... Lightning Bolt. Yeah, oh, you
1: you hope so. And I, uh, I know so. Yeah, it'll stop your lightning Bolt. We're going to find out. Get your thoughts,
0: We're going to find out Ricky's actually the better uh, secret sloop uh, than Chris because he's he stole a guidebook from the Olive Garden like months ago.
1: Mm, no way! Oh, you no got way. the full
0: swaller. Who is this guy, Johnny Hammersticks? Who is this guy?
1: Who is this guy? Uh, so anyway, I, I'm with you. I, I think Thali would be would be pretty cool. Um, just to give you know some of the agro decks, some of the white agro decks, a little more uh, funny. because right now again, like you can play kind of like your mid range white with a backup combo to make it good enough, but the real like aggro uh, aggro deck is black right now, right? Like you get your yeah. thought seizes, you get the you get the relevant cards, so. Mm-hmm. I think Tholly would even the playing field a little bit.
2: Uh, unsubstantiates also a cool reprint. Uh, not that I'm it wasn't you. not in Pioneer, but like... Yeah, right. Uh, take your time now to grab your own Substantiates. Not that they're man, expensive, the but is like... Another,
0: another, good, uh, another good reprint.
2: Very good card. Uh,
0: all right, so let's talk Let's talk about new cards. Um, real quick, let's talk about Garak. The last planes were operating it last week. Uh, man... How the mighty have fallen. Garrick unleashed two yeah. green green for a four loyalty planeswalker. Uh plus one up to one target creature. It's plus three plus three and Trampleton to turn, minus two create a green beast token. Then if an opponent has more creatures than you, put a loyalty counter on Garrick unleashed. Uh, negative seven at the beginning of your upkeep, uh, you get an emblem at the beginning of your end step. Uh, you may search your library for a creature card put that on the battlefield and shuffle your library. I mean he's not bad. I like I, I'm a little too harsh, but he's not like shaking the world up, right? Um, no, he's not Nyssa. Uh,
2: definitely not Pioneer playable, but like, hey, um, uh, in Pioneer, if you have Winding Constrictor out, his minus two is really cool, because it's free.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Hey, speaking of Winding Constrictor, Chris, is there a card you want to talk about?
2: Um.
1: Oh, yeah, a uh, card for a deck tech that I made today. Was this card spoiled last week, though, or no?
2: It wasn't out last no, week No, it it? yeah, it's reported. Yeah, uh, it's new. Okay, can talk so, about it.
1: actually, I actually have my memory. I don't even have it in front of me, but it's called Conclave Mentor. Um, it's green-white, I believe, for a 2-2. And it has the it has the hardened scales effect. And then also when it dies, you gain life equal to its power. So um, I made a whole deck using this card today that hopefully you guys will have uh, on YouTube by the time this comes out. But I'm excited for this card. I think mostly it makes budget. I don't think this deck is better. But I think if you were playing Mardu before, like you definitely have more reason to do it now to get just as many of these effects as possible. And if you really want a budget version of the hardened scales deck green white i think is just absolutely great given the the budget that it comes in under.
2: Mm-hmm. Um even just uh in my opinion not even going artifact wise like uh there's been a guy who has been just been at our store slinging green white counters. Sure. In pioneer and he does really well for himself like he's playing like uh like servant of the, the Scales. Servant of the Scales, and Avatar with Resolute, and Watley's sure. Raptor, and Fabled yep. Hero.
0: Mm-hmm. Any, uh, any Shalais?
2: Um, I think he plays Shalais in the board, because it, like, caps out at three. And then he's just sure. playing, like, Dramoka's Commands, Blossoming Defenses, and, like, Cat Dad says no. Yeah. And, like... The deck is, like, uh, uh, the lion. The like, to- drop lion that gets the 1-1 counter and then becomes uh, undestructible. A fleece main lion. Yeah. The deck's good. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that this can slot in there if you don't want to go the artifact way. I think the artifact way is definitely stronger. I don't know if picking up uh, white is better than picking up black. No, it's not. Um, but, I mean, Spire of Industry is a hell of a card and can make any color. Right. So maybe you can... Just slide this guy in and just play eight Constrictor effects?
0: It, it, defi- it definitely makes, though, for a sweet budget if you just want to play white-green, though, for sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Ozolith is a of funky cat- card. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, speaking of cats and cat dads, we got another cat lord, which gets me kind of excited, especially because mm-hmm. it's a cat lord I can cocoa into. Uh, thanks to Feline Sovereign for two and a green. We got a 2-3 cat that other cats you control get plus one, plus one and have pro-dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, then whenever one or more cats are told to deal common damage to a player, disrupt up to one target artifact or enchantment that player controls. Uh, you know, I don't think this makes cats like Tier 1, but this definitely uh, helps you cut down on some of the chaff cats that you are kind of playing before. Mm-hmm. As another, like, cocoa lord.
1: I like to call this uh, card cat Sla- or, sorry, dog-slayer-angel.
0: Dog-slayer-angel. So, like, I keep forgetting
2: that the 3-mana all cats get plus 2 plus 1 lord Mm-hmm. Is in Modern Horizons and actually not in Pioneer, correct? Because I think I've tried to build cats like three times,
0: only to be like really disappointed that that card is not legal in Pioneer. Well, we we streamed cats a few weeks ago before the the big companion nerf. The deck was fine, uh, and I think like this card would actually definitely help if you do like you know it's a deck you been mess around with, and you have the co- like I definitely think like you want to play Coco with it, um, but it lets you cut out like. Some number of, like, maybe, like, the icons or, like, uh, the adorned pounce that we were just kind of playing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, like, some number of icons still, because it just helps you dig. Um, but it's not as needed now that you have another lord you could just coco into. Mm-hmm. Uh, blowing up so artifacts is, definitely... is also interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> or enchantments. Mm-hmm. Just
2: pushing your opponent's Oozalith off the table.
0: Yeah, are there uh, are there any enchantments, at least in this set, we could talk about? Like, a cycle of them? Um, we can talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> I do, do you... think
2: that I am afraid of these cards Unlimited.
0: Yeah, oh, Uncom yeah. Them being an Uncommon is definitely, uh... Um,
2: Honden of the Seeing Winds 2.0, uh, now with one less mana, is pretty darn good.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, like I talked on our Discord, it's weird that the five-color one doesn't do anything with the white or the red one because they're not triggered abilities.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: that's interesting.
2: Yeah, but, like, it's it's definitely there just to be, like, hey, commander players, don't you no, want sure. them all?
0: Like, I, I don't think, like, these are going to take over pioneer by any stretch of the means, but, like, it's just kind of an interesting, like, design space to go back to.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm very afraid of the white one in Limited. Yeah. Do you oh, know how yeah. annoying that's going to be when, like, Your opponent just has like two other shrines out and it's just like oh yeah just three mana just tap your guys every turn Mm -hmm. like if one of them's the green one he gets a tap down for free on his turn right he just spends the the green mana also the green one makes mana yeah oh my gosh these cards are definitely pushed more in my opinion than the last shrine set Mm -hmm. the hondens uh -hmm. but i don't see it in it by themselves like yeah, definitely uh, not as good
0: in Pioneer. Well, we're I I'm sure coming to a stream near you. We're gonna be talking to playing Sanctum of All Hondens at some point here in the future. Uh, the uh, and I'm gonna an, I'm gonna hate myself every every game I play of it, but we're gonna do Are it.
2: You gonna build it in Historic where you can play all ten?
0: Oh, Ricky. You're a genius. We're gonna play this in historic now. Yay! Historic has a Take purpose. Make that eleven people that want to talk about historic. <laughs> uh, I like Rangers I, I talk reprint.
1: About the the other enchantment because it is uh, Mister Kitty the card. Oh my! Aka god. A K A Nine Lives. Nine Lives. I nine just lives. can't
0: wait. I so I, I I like that like Kemba's in this in the card art. <laughs> I can't
2: wait so much. My opponent is gonna like play solemnity. They're gonna play their nine lives. And then they're going to be like, ha, I don't die now. And then I'm just going to play a questing beast and say, well, yeah, you still do, though.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say, ha, my Thos' Oracle still kills you.
2: Well, that too. But, like, it only prevents damage. It doesn't say you can't lose the game.
0: It's yeah. true. So, like, yeah. if your opponent yeah. skull invert. cracks,
2: dude, wild slash. If your opponent plays a ferocious wild slash, then oh, yeah. you yeah. no longer are getting damage prevention. You still get the counters.
0: Yeah, right. still get still get the, the the reincarnation counters I will say I felt so bad in the discord where cause they they, were, they spent like all afternoon talking about like the the enchantment deck that was looking pretty sweet and then I was just like wait a minute guys aren't you trying to win with Heliod combo but we're gonna play Slumd9 lives like how are we yeah, how are we winning the game how are we winning the game yeah slumd stops stops our, our combo um, it's an interesting and it's a fun design, right? Like, it's, this it's to cute. me is things like Corset
1: Rare. Well, what it's... you're going to do here clearly is you're going to have nine lives and then you're going to Rune Halo. The, uh... Oh,
0: mm-hmm. the I don't know flash. if Rune Halo
1: even stops it. Does Rune Halo even stop a uh I'd have to read.
0: I'd have to read Rune, Rune Halo. Because I
1: think, I think it's only can't be blocked by, right? Doesn't say can't be attacked by.
0: Yeah. I actually
2: think that, uh, discontinuity... Is a really really interesting card. Which
0: oh the uh, the blue
2: myth. The why did you cut your fingers off? Also
0: like yeah. please look at this art. No, I don't want to. Ricky. <laughs> Can you tell me what is happening in this art? Well, I man was say. trying to cut through an hourglass. Uh,
2: this is definitely a like uh, one thousand degree knife video gone gone wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this card is cool. Uh, that is cool. Six mana end of the turn instant. So that's cool. We can uh, time walk for one mana less than Nexus of Fate. It doesn't recycle, uh, uh-huh. but we can also, it's sort of almost a little bit of a better time walk, because you can wait for your opponent to try to do something and then yeah. end the turn on top of it. Right. Um, But also for two mana, we can end our own turn. And I know whenever the Hourglass of the Infinite, or Sundial of the Infinite gets mentioned, you're already too deep. Sure, <laughs> um, but like, this could be pretty cool. Um, I, I, you could end, like, if you try to, you try to draw a card with Jace and they kill your Jace in response. You can just end mm-hmm. your turn and try again next turn or something. I mean, I guess. You're but how we not die on our upkeep? How do we All not
0: right, die on our draw you know,
2: step? I don't know. I don't know what this card does. I'm still processing the art, but this card probably does something.
1: I mean, it's um, a it's a two mana counterspell, right? On your turn, if you if you need it to be that badly, right? Like if you're a control player, so counters like that, yeah. It counters everything, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's double blue and it's a counterspell, and, and the thing is, like, if things have gone really wrong or really wonky, where like again, opponent has like activated an ability also, and then you know tried to cast some kind of spell. I mean, you get you get bonuses, but typically, how, I imagine on your turn, you're casting it as a counterspell.
0: How are opponents playing spells on our turn? When we have a Teferian play, though. It doesn't make any sense to me. They're cheating, that's how. Um, Um, I also like
2: the idea... People are, like, talking about how... uh, People are talking about how, like, clearly, because phasing is written on Teferi, they're going to reprint Teferi's protection. Yeah. Which, if they do... Uh,
0: Let me go check the numbers. It might be mathematically impossible If they If they
2: were to do that, I'm just saying, that wouldn't it be the funniest thing in the world to just, like, discontinuity your opponent's permanence and themselves coming back into the game? (laughs) what happens (laughs) oh no what judge do you call then Uh, judge (laughs) my opponent is no longer in the game do they get dropped from the event do I win because it phases you out until your turn and it has to phase back in right It's phase still trigger
1: well I think they get 3 minutes to try and come back into the game somehow and then at 10 minutes it's
0: a match okay
2: alright maybe I'm dumb maybe like Phasing is just like some state-based action now, and it doesn't use the stack.
0: Oh, it's gonna—it's gonna require me to go back and pull out the judge book and go read phasing. So, uh, put a note in that we'll come back to this. Yeah, next Yeah, put a note thing. on
2: that one. Cue the meme
1: um, of the uh, the sacred text Jedi <laughs> Luke Skywalker meme coming up there because um, uh, that, you're gonna have to dig deep for that phasing text.
0: Um, but real quick though, I ran the numbers. There are two card slots open for there to be Teferi's protection. Not as many... Less slots than there are Lightning Bolt being printed, but neither card can be printed anyway, so...
2: Wow. It sounds like you're uh, you're gung-ho about there not being a, uh, a Lightning Bolt reprint. I'm gung-ho about there
0: being a Lightning Strike or a Shock reprint. Okay, okay. Um, All right, like... So what do you think of, like, Glory's Anthem? That's kind of... Uh, an all right reprint. I mean, it's something like crazy. It's kind of cool.
1: I just, that's kind of one of, like, Oh, How the Mighty Have Fallen, right? But, Where it's, so like, man-like...
0: For, for three
2: mana, does it make any food tokens?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it also doesn't give you the cards plus two plus two and in vigilance instead of you have the city's blessing. I do like Kaverkek the Spiteful. In Keravik? Sure, we can call him that. Okay. <laughs> do you really like that card? That card seems like real bland. What? I mean, it's Knight of Souls Betrayal, but it attacks. But on a dude? Alright, like, sure, I guess. Well like, state based actions, it's not like they can prevent the first wipe, right? But who like who's who's playing Knight of Souls Betrayal? Well, nobody. gets not in the format. Okay, but it's all right, all right, all right. You 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 got me, Ricky. You got me. All right. <laughs> like, I mean, this is this is a cool card. Sure, but at four mana, I could also just play uh, Cletus.
2: Yeah, but does Cletus wipe your opponent's entire board when it comes into play?
0: Yeah, kinda.
1: Yeah, and and it makes you zombies.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it
0: so gains you life. Yeah.
2: I don't know. This card is. I think this card is dope. I think he will do something. He's not going to go in the mono black deck of course or anything.
0: <laughs> He'll do something and go in the bulk box. Wow. No, this guy's good. This guy's good. Trust no, me. No, like I don't. I, I. I'm hating too much on this card. Like I'm sure this card will be sweet in some format. Maybe historic. I don't know what happens over there. Oh yeah, clearly look not.
1: About Liliana's standard
0: bearer. Oh, oh yeah,
1: that card's actually pretty sweet. The more I look at this card, the more I'm like, dang. Like, like if you draw two cards off this, like. That's insane, and probably, like, you know, an aggro deck or a vampire. I mean, it's a zombie, so I guess you could just do it with some zombies, but, like, man, yeah. like, a lot of times you're sacking your own zombies, or your zombies are dying anyway. Like, this seems like a pretty sweet way to, like, you know, keep up in cards. Wrath me, will ya? You know? Yeah, oh,
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, but again, you know, our opponent is a in play, so...
1: Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, for you guys who haven't seen it, uh, Liliana Standard Bear is a 3-mana, three 3-1. Three it's two colorless and a black. It's got flash, and when it comes into play, you draw X cards where X is the number of creatures that died this turn under your control. So it's only your creatures that have
0: died. Man, I time. forget who it was, but, like, they were just talking, like, man, all these sweet flash cards when Teferi is in standard and because, like, like Thieves Guild Enforcers as well as, like, another interesting flash creature. And it's pretty sweet because, like, I think the flash deck really wanted like another, like, flash one drop.
2: I mm. think, speaking of flash creatures, Nyambi
0: yeah. Esteemed Speaker... I was going to get there, because like, there's, so, like, there's this whole weird stuff. There's this whole sub-theme of blue-white just, like, bouncing their own stuff. So, first off,
2: in my multicolored cube, I was already playing Deputy of Acquittals. This is strictly mm-hmm. better than Deputy of, of Aquittals, because we already have a legendary theme in uh, the multicolored cube. But this card's going to see pioneer play in Kethis combo. Sure. This card can flash. Do you think, do you think this is enough to resurrect that
0: archetype? I do.
2: Like... She is, like, gonna flash in, gain you life, save a card that you have in play, and then you get to start, uh, filling your yard with legends for the combo while drawing into the pieces you need.
0: It is nice that she, like, gets rid of any sort of dupes that you do draw. Mm-hmm. Um. Are there legendary also, lands? Is, this this isn't my joke, but I did like it a lot, which is, uh, it's nice to see her do more than just go find her dad.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what she did in uh, the, the, the Planeswalker deck, deck, yeah. Yeah. You'll be sorry and when we... my father gets home.
0: hmm And then we also have Teferi's wife.
2: Oh, the two-powered?
0: the two oh, Two-powered lord. Yeah. I, at least I'm, like, I haven't confirmed this, but I'm pretty sure Subira is Teferi's wife, like, in lore, whatever. Uh, Subira, Tolzidi, car- caravaner. For two and a red, she is a 2-3 with haste. Uh, that for one mana and another target creature with power, two or less can't be blocked this turn. And then for one red, tap, discard your hand. Whenever a creature control with power, two or less deals combat damage to a player. Draw a card. So if anyone bought the Cavalcade deck... This card
2: is so cool. But God, please, why, why do I have to tap her? Could I pay... F-
0: yeah. Oh, so she can't attack Yeah, two? she
2: can't attack two. Could I please just pay one more mana? Probably not. It's probably busted, but, like... ah, oh, come on. Like, I guess you can't, like, be activating it twice. Like, that would be busted in half. But, like... Yeah. Give her Vigilance so she can activate it in combat. I don't know. I like her. So, She's probably playable somewhere. Again, the Cavalcade deck. Definitely in the Cavalcade deck. Is Cavalcade gonna be good enough for Pioneer?
0: Oh, yeah. I think it's already close. I think if you're sleeving that deck up in Pioneer totally serviceable with some changes made to it that we've discussed before and past. Right, we have. Um, But, like, you know, I don't think it's better than, like, the straight burn deck. Uh, But it's close. I Um, I would prefer to play, like,
1: the way you get me to play mono-red is with that cavalcade deck with the new um, Chandra's card. I think that card's insane, and that makes me... I, I mean, I think the amount of damage you can do with that card is absolutely makes it worth it. Like not only is it a new card to like I'll be like, oh look it's a new cool card, but in my opinion it's one of the strongest cards in that deck as far as
2: I do think go. that mm-hmm. this card just its first ability is very, very, very good. Just sure, be- give everything okay. like gingerbrew. Everybody is tin street dodger now. Yeah. Yeah, or Gingerbread, um, as you said, yeah.
0: You know what card so we mentioned like will be honest Lieutenant and we mentioned Garrick what do you guys think of Garrick's Harbinger? I mean, like, I like some big, dumb, green idiots. And, uh, this guy helps me find more big, dumb, green idiots. What is this art? Well, it's Garrick riding on, like, a spiky turtle. Oh, I guess? My like, God. I don't know.
2: So, also, first off, Hexproof from Black is back. So, no more protection. Because we can't have... Yeah, no more protection. Protection is cancelled.
0: So, it's a one green green for a 4-3 beast that has Hexproof from Black. And then, whenever it deals combat damage to a player or Planeswalker, because... We we have to be mad at Planeswalkers in this core set. Oh yeah, uh, but but it's also you know I do like that. I like if I hope that uh, a lot of effects that you know if you hit a player that it, or Planeswalker text can get added. Um, look at that many cards from the top of your library. You may reveal a creature or Garrick Planeswalker from among them and put them into your hand. Put the rest of the bottom of your library in any order. So if you guys if you can give this guy Trample right, and he hits in for like that's that's my only problem that he doesn't have like Trample naturally. But if he did, it might be too good. So it's like if he—if you just hit him straight on, you're going to look at the top four cards. You can find any Garrick or creature, put reveal it, put it into your hand. If he tramples over for some amount of damage as well, you know, look for that many cards. I don't know, like how many cards going to end the world? I think this card is, is actually going to
2: see play in Pioneer.
0: If you are no, I think so any, too. I think this card's sweet. You have to give it trample. No, no. no.
2: Any collected Company deck is going to play this card in their sideboard, and you beat Mono Black for free sure right. like if you find it it's just like boom here we go like they're
0: already playing like Ronis already like three mana Ronis right mm-hmm. and Ronis that just gives beating. this guy plus two plus two and trample like that seems dope
2: yeah um that
0: definitely makes it worth it I do
2: think this card is good um what do you man? think of the other
0: hexproof green card the other Hexproof green card? Spore Web Weaver, for two and a green, you get a 1-4 Spider with Reach and Hexproof from blue, and whenever Spore Web Weaver is dealt damage, you gain one life and create a 1-1 one one green Safferling token creature. Man, I-, I thought this was spoiled last time that we did this, but I guess not. Like, I really like this card a lot. This card... Some people are already playing, like, Skylasher, and I think mm-hmm. this guy, like, pro is kind of a different argument, right? But, like, I think this card's sweet. Um, I would hate to play against this one. I'm playing Spirits.
2: I mean, yeah, like, sure, it's good against spirits and stuff, but, like, I feel like this is also just really good against red.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. Can yeah, it, we it doesn't have to block the fire for its ability.
2: just, like, smacking down on red in this set? I feel like this set actually has two themes, and that is kill to fairy and, and don't let mountains exist.
0: <laughs> they have to don't let mountains exist, Ricky, so you can have your lightning bolt replay.
2: I know! I want, the, like, that's why I keep thinking, I'm like... Like literally, it's it's now become like it has to be lightning bolt, not because of the pie bet, but because I literally don't think I can play red in standard if there's not lightning bolt at this point.
0: Well, you probably can't play standard anyway because that's kind of a garbage fire right now based on the pro oh, man. results. Like
2: mm-hmm. Magnera and Baneslayer Angel and this guy and like just everything is gross and like hating on red.
0: That's why you need to play Subira, so we, we can just, like, whistle as we walk past Vangara. Yeah. He still gets to draw a card. Shh.
1: It's okay. Let me, uh, let me sell you on red real quick, Ricky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lightning bolt. Because we're not going to just be casting classic burn spells. And this is not something we could necessarily do right now, but we're looking, right? We're just waiting. We're going to make this box, uh-huh. okay? This is going to be called the Kiln Fiend Box. I've seen okay? this box, because as soon as the Kiln Fiend comes back, oh boy, are we popping off. We're close. We're close with Chandra's Pyreling um, because this interacts favorably with the new card, uh, Unleash Fury, right? Double the power of target creature until the end of the turn. One colorless, one red instant.
2: Can I say the line? Just spoiled today. What's that? Can I say the line? Go for That's it. That's a Hearthstone card, Chris. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, but but think about it. We already have Teamer Battle Rage, right? You know, right? Are you going like, to cast them both? We're going to cast them both because this doubles the power. This doesn't give a double strike. This doubles the power, right. double And then the power, we give the it double
0: strike.
2: Yep, double double.
1: We're double doubling.
0: We're going to we're going an in and out. I got one down the street. Oof.
1: We're getting them dead. We're we're killing our opponent dead. We have one uh, one thing in the ice to play in our Pioneer format that mostly kills our opponent. It doesn't doesn't just yet, but...
0: Only one thing in the price. ice. There's only one card of so, that in the entire uh, existence. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh! There's only four Blue-Eyes White Dragons ever so made. So, Chris. True. If we also have that
2: new enchantment, the Mythic Red card that triples all damage... Oh,
0: right. uh, we're not. Would
2: we have messed around and gotten a triple-double?
1: I think we would have. I think we would have. Okay, all right.
2: Mm-hmm. Cool. That would be a good uh, day.
1: It would be a good day.
0: But like True I... Hoops 2014. I hate to interrupt the sports talk over there, okay. um, but can I interest you in a red card, Ricky? You can as me. As you know, you have taken from Brian Cooper the mantle of the Dragon Master,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, can I introduce you to one Terror of the Peaks?
1: Oh, he's a scary boy. For,
0: for three red red, you get a five-four that with flying. Of course. Uh, it spells your opponent's cast. that target Terror of the Peaks costs its three life to cast, and whenever in a creature, another creature has the battlefield under your control terror of the peaks deals damage to equal to that creature's power to any target any target so like here's the thing right he's thunderbolt he's uh thunderbreak regent and uh dragon tempest stapled together right
2: other interesting weird thing about him um as everything is now that ikoria is around right sure uh terror of the peaks always does the damage so yes. randomly if you can throw a lifelink counter or death link death touch counter on him, mm-hmm. um, no matter what creature comes into play you get to deal lifelink or death touch damage. Which yeah. is really weird and interesting. But other than that, this card is really sort of cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you ready to have a Thunderbreak Regent and this guy in the field at the same time?
2: Um, so then their spell costs three life and then they take three damage.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh Thunderbreak Hellkite, I think, also uh protects from abilities though.
0: What you, wait, Thunderbreak Hellkite? Sorry, what?
2: Thunderbreak Regent. Does he not block abilities? Uh, I
0: think he might do something with abilities. Hold on, let me pause. What about
1: Terror of the Peaks into Glorybringer?
2: Spell or ability, uh, your opponent Spell can or pause. ability, yeah. Yeah, because when Teferi goes by Thunderbreak Regent, you go, take three.
0: Yeah. Take Trace. And then
2: they go, okay, I'm going to draw my card now. And you're like, you're right. Go ahead, continue. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll just cry over yeah.
2: here. <laughs> but, uh... I, I like I like Terror of the Peaks, but, like, my boy Glorybringer, mm-hmm. like, um... Having haste is such a big deal, right? It's just, like, having haste is so big, and he comes and he nukes a creature, and Terror of the Peaks is definitely going to be a really cool story when we untap with him. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think we're going to ever untap with him.
0: Alright, Ricky, there, there are some cards I do want your actual opinion on. Okay. Here. And they involve Dredge. Ooh. So real fast, like, okay, there are two spirits in the set. Uh, Shacklegeist, Niblis Her- Herald, or Herald of whatever, Nebelgast Herald, I think that card's just straight up better. Mm-hmm. Like, in spirits, right? Like, Shacklegeist right. having to tap down your own guys kind of sucks. Card's fun for, like, standard and limited, but in terms of Pioneer, I don't think it's going to show up. Um, I also don't think Ghosty Pilfer is going to really find its home in spirits, Because you want to use all your mana on your opponent's turn. Having to sink two mana on your turn is kind of rough. But, Ricky, you think you have a home for this card, right? This card is sweet in dredge.
2: There is not a... What does this card do? So this card is a two... It's got three abilities on it. But it is a two mana, two one spirit rogue. Costs one blue, one colorless. And he says whenever he becomes untapped, you can pay two. And if you do, draw a card. So that ability in dredge is fine you do sometimes run out of gas and stuff like that you often sometimes will have because of oro and stuff like that just a little bit of extra mana around and if you can draw an extra card that's fine that's gravy he then says whenever an opponent casts a spell from anywhere other than their hand draw a card yeah. and that like to me um really invokes like some uh some uh Yu-Gi-Oh style floodgating uh, uh-huh. I know not everybody's played Yu-Gi-Oh here but there was a big card called Max C
0: oh, okay. yeah, and
2: yeah, yeah. Max C said uh, you can put this card into play when your opponent special summons a monster and then whenever they special summon a monster you draw a card
0: mm-hmm.
2: essentially what it was doing is it's just like uh, go ahead and build your board but you're giving me resources in doing so so this doesn't stop my opponent from playing their cards from their graveyard like Go ahead, escape your Oro. Go ahead and cast those cards you got off of your light up the stage. The card you drew off of Chandra, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to be drawing cards too, and that's nice. But what we're really here for is no mana ability, discard a card, and we can't be blocked this turn. It It does not matter what's on the other side of that colon. We get to discard cards for free. Nice. So this means that, like... When you draw cards that are genuinely dead, like your Narkamibas in hand, or your anything you need in the graveyard, um, if you have something that's going to trigger to come out of the graveyard, you can dump all of your uh, all of your prized amalgams to get them in too. Mm-hmm. and you make your creature unblockable. So you get in for two points of damage here. Um, that two mana that you were going to spend on your lame little Narkamiba, you could just spend it to draw a card, and then. Dump your Nark Amoeba to then swing in for two again unblockable. Uh, the Dredge deck is definitely all about like just chipping away really quickly at your opponent. Nothing does really big damage, right? Yeah. Mm. It's like you don't die to like some big Golgari Grave Troll like the Dredge deck in Legacy. You die because you got like chipped for like uh, your opponent got like three Nark a prized amalgam, and two creeping chills too quickly in the game.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you speak of? Creeping chill. What do you think of Silversmoke Ghoul? So, um, I like this card too. I've been reading. What is this
2: card? What is this card? I've been reading your end step. If you gained three or more life, return Silversmoke Ghoul from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped, and for two mana, you can sack him to draw a card, and that
0: does not involve a, a tap. One black, one color. A two in a black for a two and a, black for a three. He's a
2: three-one one so. zombie ba- vampire. Well,
0: oh. I, I don't know how we got here, but relevant to all
2: of our interests. But, uh, this card is really interesting. it it feels like so it only comes out when you hit a creeping chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing I guess it also will come back when Oro comes back. Sure. So actually, now that I'm thinking about Oro again,, uh, this guy is actually probably a little bit better than I gave him credit for, especially now that we have the hand discard outlet, I could probably find room for like two of this guy in my main, maybe even three somewhere it's a tight list and then uh definitely the the spirit is probably going to be a nice two of uh somewhere in the list as well as uh definitely going to be playing at least if not in the main in the sideboard for those decks that can cast cards from not their hand more often Mm
0: -hmm.
2: as just refueling off that's going to be great as well as just being able to discard my hand whenever I need to sure um I do think these cards are going to be great additions to dredge sure I'm
0: excited about them. Um, so I did not really have any more cards to talk about. Do you guys have any cards? Um, a couple interesting ones: Kite Cell Freebie is coming back, which is going to be interesting.
1: against Standard, we already had it in Pioneer, so it's not that not that interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a pretty unique card that's worth talking about just because it's the uh, the one where you can just do all the modes: Sublime, Epiphany. Uh huh. This is a uh, six minute instant, four colorless, double blue,
0: and it has six modes. Five modes? Five modes, because this is the, the card that I'm guessing Rosewater sit- meant when he said you have like 31 options you could do with yeah. this. Yeah, five times, four times, three times, two times, one or whatever. Yeah. So uh,
1: it does things you think it would do. It counters a spell. It draws a card. It could also counter an activated or triggered ability. It can return a non-land permanent to its owner's hand. You can create a token that's a copy of target creature you control. So unfortunately we can't mm-hmm. steal our opponent's stuff. If we could, this card would probably be like one of the strongest cards in the set. Is that unfair if we copy any creature?
0: Yeah, alright, yeah.
1: I mean, if we could, I'm just thinking like, you know, getting a... Uh, I mean, like even on in the inverter mirror, right? Like you just mm-hmm. play this to get <laughs> an extra inverter and like you don't have to have one yourself. Sure. Um and then obviously the last one is you draw a card, I already mentioned that. So um, well, but it's counter spell, draws draw card. A card. speaking of that inverter matchup. Uh huh. Right. Counterspell draw card, bounce something, though. You're pretty much going to do that all of the time. Um, If you really had to, you could bounce counter an ability uh, draw card. Mm. Um, I I don't think you're going to use the copy effect too, too often, but maybe. Maybe there's a deck that could get to that mana. Maybe this is like a blue-green flash card. Um, I just don't know that you want to get up to that high. Like, you've got so many cards at four, you know, Rewind, Mystic Snake...
0: Well, we do not mystic thing. We have,
2: have frilled mystic.
0: Yeah. Frilled mystic. That's so, what I meant to say.
2: Um, I was just searching cards that I never thought I would ever look at again. Uh, because I was looking at a card here called Speaker of the Heavens. Okay. Have you read this card? No. And it's really a shame, uh, but it's a one mana, one one with vigilance and oh, lifelink. this
0: card, this card. I was I was looking at this because like go
2: ahead. What is it? So uh, you can—it's a one-one vigilance lifelink human cleric for one mana, and you can tap it and make a four-four angel token with flying, only if you have at least seven more life than your starting life total. Only activate this as a sorcery speed, right?
0: Mm-hmm. There's a... if it was a static ability instead of a tap, is this better?
2: No, 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 no. If it if it's it was if it was six, I would
0: play this card.
2: Six. If it was having six more life, because why six? There's a card from Eldritch Moon called Providence, okay. and it's a seven mana sorcery that makes your life total twenty six. But if it's if it's oh in God. your opening hand, you can reveal it, and your life total starts the game at twenty six. And <laughs> Jeez, I that's... would definitely be playing Speaker mm. of the Heavens, White Leyline, Providence deck.
1: Like, <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on, Ricky, this creature has lifelink. It
2: does, so but, like, you know, oh man.
1: It has to survive anyway, it doesn't get to do it immediately, so if you figure on your next turn you get to attack with a 1-1 Vigilance, now you're at your 27. But if
2: they literally played any card, then he doesn't get in.
0: If they played a creature. If they thought seized you, you're still this good. This is true, they can take the Providence It They also down. just dies to every, like, one mana removal spell in the format.
1: But then the thing is, that... In that case, he was dead anyway, right? right? Like, okay. in that All case, right. he he has to make it to the next turn no matter what to activate his ability. So I'm just saying, you know, theoretically, that shouldn't stop you too much because you know he he had, only has to he has to survive to the next turn
2: no matter what. I think it was. So, yeah, you know, I think it would have been, been a really in, fun cheese deck. Like as far as cheese decks go, it would have been. See, a here's break. the thing, Ryan. I've How many soul sisters effects are?
1: Been... I mean, I, I thought this was going to make a deck just because soul sisters. I think is. Very reasonable. But my of the my, thing, my Pioneer, thing with it is,
0: my, my, there, there's a couple. There's Daxos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my issue with it is, though, it's not gain seven or more life a turn, it's you have to be seven over your starting right. life total, which is the tricky part. If Sarah, if I think Sarah it's better, ascended though. Like, it in. It doesn't Pioneer. want you to
1: gain seven life in the turn. It just As long as you're at 27, as long as you've gained enough life to stay of, above that point, you're good to go.
2: You know what Pioneer has taught me a lot? What's that? That again? M13 was a wild ride.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let me tell you.
0: Why? What's an M13 now? Uh,
2: Sarah Ascendant is it M13, isn't it?
0: Oh, you might be right.
2: Sarah Ascendant, Dungrove Elder, Thrag Tusk. So many cards at M13. Searing Spear. Not even that we would want Searing Spear, but it's a card that might see play if if we had it. Oh, it looks, looks like different. M11 was Sarah Ascendant. Yeah, M11. Yeah. M11? Oh, yeah. man. I thought it was M13. Uh... Well, oh well. Either way. Whatever, still. But, um, other than that, I'm looking through the rest of these. Chris, do you got anything uh, else? Chris, you
0: want to talk about Goblin Snoop, right?
1: I, I wanted to just bring it up a little bit, just because it's it's certainly a a new deck um, that's not too hard to put together. Sure. Um, but the Conspicuous Snoop is a 2-mana two 2-2. Two two. It does cost double red. Play with the top card of your library revealed. You may cast Goblin Spells from the top of your library. And as long as the top card of your library is a Goblin... It has all activated abilities of that card. So basically what people are talking about is playing this, playing Matron, I think it is, whichever, whichever goblin it it's, is that it's searches a black goblin. Har-
0: it's the
2: Black Harbinger. Yeah, from Lorwyn. Okay. Bogart Harbinger. Okay, yeah. gotcha. It puts, on it, top. it puts
1: a goblin on, any goblin on top of your deck. And so what you're doing is you're going to get Kiki Jiki and put it on top of your deck. Now this is a Kiki Jiki. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we just go it's to It's not top. a legendary. You itself,
0: you, yeah, so you, you clone itself a bunch of times, and then with the last one... Instead, you clone the the Bogger, mate, or the the Bogger Harbinger. Whatever, again, mm-hmm. Harbinger, and go put like Mog fanatic, Mog fanatic, or any of those goblins that sack to deal damage on top of your library. Right, just sack them all. Yeah, it's really sweet. It's fun. Uh, I don't really want to point out the card because I don't like think the card's very great. Uh, but if you guys haven't seen Loading Ready Runs uh, preview reveal video for Brash Taunter, I highly recommend.
1: I think the card's fine. I don't think it's... I kind don't of know where it's playable, but I think it's a fun we're, card.
0: We're we're getting closer to our Boros Reckoner combo kill
2: deck. Um, I like yeah. that the Mana Dork from last core set is now very, very angry that Omnath isn't here anymore. Oh, leaf yeah. Leafkin Avenger. Very clearly just the same Leafkin Druid, but now I'm upset.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure.
2: Um, So, that's cute, but uh, completely unplayable.
0: Um. All right, like... Uh, my last real shout-out is all of the Planeswalker Showcase basic borders are sweet.
1: That is true, yeah. The the art for this card. Again, I think you know, somebody kind of questioned the uh. day, they were kind of talking about like, oh, you know, paper magic da, 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 da. and I was like, honestly, like they, I think they were trying to get rid of paper magic before this went away anyway, mm-hmm. and they were like well, what makes you say that? Not realizing that like it's just kind of one of those things that if you've been playing this game for a while, you've seen the major shift to Arena. You've seen the you know stuff about how hard they're pushing um, Arena, and then all these collectors products coming out. In my opinion, yeah, really makes you show that like I think this is like they're trying to make Paper Magic more of a collectors type thing. Mm-hmm. And you know they're gonna still gonna have events. I just I and they're gonna still gonna print Paper Magic cards. They're just going to mostly focus on arena for competitive. They really want to be an eSport. That's an important buzzword to be right now. So,
0: again, you know, that's where I see it going. Sure. I mean, that's a fair assumption. Um, all right. Let's let's uh, let's take over Does It Slap this week. Uh, Chris, it's been a while. Do you still know how to summon the theme song?
1: You know, I might need some help. Does anybody else want to help me?
2: I'll help you, Chris. Uh,
0: okay.
1: Thank you. What's our What's our keyword?
2: Um, it slaps. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Alright, it slaps on three. Ready?
1: Yeah. One, two, three. It slaps. It slaps. Ah! Wow, late on that one, but alright, here we are.
0: <laughs> alright, alright, alright. So we have a submission from Discord user... I do this every Hold, time. Please. Hold, please. Uh, Discord user boss. B-O-S, both boss. I'm not quite positive boss. here. Why not? Uh, and they do bring us uh, a deck that I think is close to Chris's heart with mm. some hollow flame and I also like a really cool card in here uh, So Chris why don't you break us this down this deck down for us
1: Sure this is going to be a um, kind of a cycling plus some discard effects uh, taking advantage of the card hollow one this was a big deck in modern but you had more um, sorceries that let you discard a larger quantity. Of cards to make that deck uh, really over the top. Goblin
0: Lore and uh, what's the other one? Burning Inquiry. Yeah.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, So, Hollow One is a five mana 4 4. However, uh, it costs two less for each card you've cycled or discarded uh, this turn. So, again, the dream is to have discarded three cards during the turn, so it's just free. And Mm -hmm. it itself also has cycling too, uh, just in case. So,. We're gonna start off with some Bomat Couriers, just because probably it's a solid creature. I imagine that's why it's in here. Drain of Stinger, obviously from the newest set, because of its uh, cycling ability, and then also just a solid way to deal damage to the opponent. Flameblade Adept, which if you guys were uh, you know paying attention to our our deck, we have this also in our Mardu Cycling deck. It's a one mana one two with menace, and whenever you cycle or discard, it gets plus one plus zero. This card is very good. Um, it's not it's not OP busted or anything like that. But uh, the fact that it has Menace just makes this a really, really strong option. And in my opinion, it's what makes the card playable, just at all. Uh, One of a Glinthorn Buccaneer, which is a 3-mana 2-4th Haste. Whenever you discard a card, it deals 1 damage to each opponent, and you can pay 2 to discard a card to draw a card, but you can only do that if it's attacking. Now, it looks like you can do that as many times as you want to while it's attacking. There's no restrictions on it, but it seems like a cute uh, one of, obviously, 4 Hollow Ones. 4 Insolent Neonate. Um, this is from Shadows. One mana, one, one. Also with Menace. It uh, costs one red. And you discard a card and sacrifice it to draw a card. And then three of the card we were talking about, Nyquoria, that we thought might show up a little bit more than it has. Ox of Agonis, or Ox of Agonis, whatever you want to call it. It's a five mana, four, two. Whenever it enters the battlefield, discard your hand and then draw three cards. But it also escapes for double red, and you exile eight cards to do that. And he gets one counter. Hefty price, but double red, you exile eight and uh, it comes in instead of a 4-2 it's going to come in as a 5-3 because it gets a plus 1 plus 1 counter when it escapes uh, a couple instants in the form of Fiery Temper and Lightning Axe both of those make sense and then 21 lands um, we are all red here, mono red um, we also have a couple of enchantments we've got the Flame of Keld and Footfall Crater Football crater. I'm going to say just because it
2: cycles and then go for Blood also because it cycles you can also just because like um, you can also cast Footfall Crater I've been doing it a lot on Arena Especially because, like, you've got cards like, uh, the Flameblade Adept that will just get really big, and you can just give him, give him Trample is really nice. I know he already has Menace, but, like, giving Trample sometimes is really big. Sure. sure. In the case they have to block yep. it. It also, like, if you set it up, like, you can give things like your Ox Haste. Yeah. Which is pretty nice. Um, Flame of Keld is a sweet, sweet card.
0: I like it, um... Yeah, Flame is definitely the deck the card. I really think it's spicy here.
1: Does it does it do enough? Because the thing is, like, we've got several cards that are artifacts. Like, it helps with Durana stinger which I think is pretty nifty. Helps with what? Um, I think we've got a lot of artifacts, but, like, with Durana stinger that's kind of nifty, right? Like, we're dealing three every card we're cycling. I'm just not sure that it's worth it. I'm not sure that we've got enough red things dealing uh, damage, you know?
0: It is a little awkward that it also, like, will have us discard our hand... And then we'll draw the cards later, right? So like, it's not great if we have um, the uh, like the hollow ones not in our hand already, because we already had to discard our hand, right? So we can't like we can't draw them off the next chapter and have like gotten benefit from having discarded our hand. Right. Yeah.
1: Again, I I wish there was more ways to benefit from discarding our hand. Like, um, I I'm interested that on like turn three you can potentially flame of keld plus fiery temper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hopefully you've played enough stuff on turns one and two, like, you know, you've, uh, Insolent neonated or something like that, um, maybe played a Flameblood Adept or, or, like, a Beaumat Courier to, like, refill your hand. Sure. So I, I like it for that reason, right? Like, if we Beaumat Couriered, then on, you know, turn two we did something, then turn three we can look to Flame of Keld and act, get a Fiery Temper going to kill something, and hopefully, you know, a Beaumat Courier has lived to this point to, like, refill our hand.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I like some of the synergies we have going on here, right? Hopefully we're discarding our Ox of Agonist to, like, get it back to draw cards,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm not sure why we're mono red. Like, I definitely want to be playing either like the Royal Scions or I think the like more. Of a, I think the mono red was more of a budget
0: thing. They said,
1: and and that makes sense to me, right? Like, if we're staying budget, um, I think we can keep this. Um, I'm trying to look now, at changes. We didn't really look at this deck too much before we. Started. I've got changes
2: for you. Yeah, yeah, go for. I it. wouldn't play Insulin Neonate. I don't like the Insulin Neonate that much.
1: Sure, uh, but I.
2: It's probably the I do card. like playing two of that new red legend from M21 that lets mm-hmm. us get our BOMAT carrier in every turn and also gets our. Yeah, for Yeah, sure. everybody in. Everybody gets in. Because, like. Yeah. yeah other yeah. than Hollow One and, and Ox, like, everybody is two power. Mm hmm. And sure. that is another card that also lets us discard our hand.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. So. And it lets us draw the cards, like, that same turn, right? Which is, like, the big thing about... If we're going to discard a bunch of cards, right? Like, we want to be able to draw into the hollow ones right then mm-hmm. and there. Um, I've also been thinking a lot about
2: hollow one uh, in this sort of kind of deck. Uh, yeah. I do want to go white. I want to go white because I want to just play Zenith Flare. Sure. I think, like, we've got... I, I mean, Fiery Temper is definitely cool.
0: And, nah. and Flourishing yeah. Fox is just such a house, Like, too. I would
2: play, like, three Lightning Axe. I would definitely play instead of the instead of the fiery tempers. Probably, um, play uh, a number. You know, or play our zenith flares. And like, we've got like gopher bloods. We've got footfall craters. We've got drana stingers. Like most of these cards just have cycling on them. Sure. And so like we can still get a really big zenith flare in this deck.
0: So like, castle Embreath here. I don't know if I'm in on castle it's free, Embreath right? Here. It's free, but would you rather go play? deserts or like the cycle deserts i would not want to play the cycle deserts
1: oh. i'm down for regular desert what's, what's that card uh Ramanap ruins yeah. yeah well okay I'm actually reason it. we could
2: play we could get spicy here we could play four Ramanap ruins and like two desert of the fervent
0: sure yeah uh yeah.
2: because like we're wanting to discard some lands anyways right mm-hmm. so like desert of the fervent actually seems pretty hot because it'll build our zenith flare i like it
1: um, if we're gonna play the new girl, I actually want to keep Insulini. It. it has Minatus itself. Um, I could potentially see getting rid of the Glinthorn and maybe a Fire Temper or two. Um, I like Fire Temper fine, but I, I like Lightning X more. Again, I'm not a big fan of Football Creator. I think it's okay. Football um, Creator. cycling here is definitely fine, but I'm gonna tell you that from experience, like recently playing the um, playing uh, Zenith Flare it's nowhere near as good as you think it is. There are so many times where like you're trying to play threats and they're dying so you're having to play threats out of your hand instead of cycle them and so like I think if you're going to be on a Zenith Flare you have to be on the dedicated cycling control decks. It does not, I can just tell you with almost certainty it does not work in decks like this just having recently played it. You know, Maybe, but, like, having just played it myself, I was very surprised at how bad the card was based I on think how many the, I, think the, I right think the metagame
0: just shifted on you, really, because, like, when I played that deck, like, two weeks before you did... Right. Um, but then again, like, I wasn't playing the Hall of the One, I didn't have some of the changes you made, maybe it was just, like... Right. I don't want I, don't, is, also, I just don't want to say, like, the changes you made were bad, but I think it's a mix of, like, the meta shifted and then, like, you know, maybe some of the changes weren't, like, the most tuned. Uh, but, like, when the, I played the deck on stream, that deck slacked.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I just I think the deck was much better with Luris the way that it was able to play. And again, the thing is like I was playing Hollow One in that deck. So like it's more similar to this than the deck that you were playing before, yeah. Um, and that's why I made that comment, right? Was like, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like the old deck was be- definitely better than the new one, right? Like I I was excited about that first deck. I b- made the deck check. You know what I'm saying? And I remember when you oh, played yeah. it, you were like, oh, I'm not sure, and you ended up liking it a lot more. We both liked it a lot more. But yeah. having played it again, I was like, eh, I think this version of that or something similar to this is actually better than what I put together the second time, right? Like I sure. liked the first version of the deck I put together with Loris. I think that deck was actually very good um, because of finding Vile Manifestation. But this version of the deck, um, I'm pretty excited about. it. I like the new card, and then I like the card where,
0: the other card Ricky was talking about. I think those are solid changes here. In, instead of Flame Akeld, of right? Like, mm-hmm. what if we just play like Cathartic Union?
2: I don't like yeah, that. I, hear I don't you. like it because it just doesn't.
0: I don't know. It doesn't do anything. But like my, my problem with Flame Akeld though is like mm-hmm. the thing is we're pitching our hand right. And that, but we're not getting the benefit of having pitched our whole hand. Uh, well, like,
1: right, we're like not getting like a the effect right there.
0: Yeah. Like again, like that's my big thing is that like I love Flame of Kilt. I think Flame of Kill is a sweet card if you're like in this aggressive red deck that's already running your hand out, right? Like if we're in like the Cavalcade deck, Flame of Kilt seems sweet in like a Cavalcade type of deck, right? Right. Um, but like again, when we're wanting to try and play a hollowed one, the fact that we're not drawing the cards until the turn after we've gotten the benefit of having discarded cards Mm -hmm. is my issue. Do you like Faith of the Devoted at all?
2: Which one's that? It's a three-mana enchantment. It's black. It's black and two colorless. It says whenever you cycle or discard a card, you can pay one. If you do, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. So that way we could, like, (sighs) like if we Flame of killed on turn four, we, like, play Flame of killed and then we've got our other two mana is going to be draining them for four as we discard
0: our hand. Maybe, I don't know. That feels this like a lot of mana investment, maybe though, at that point. Yeah.
1: I think it's a cool idea. I think it does sound a little bit mana-intensive. Um, again, assuming that we're going to keep this deck red, I think we've built it about as good as we can without testing.
2: Sure fair enough. That's all a very fair statement.
1: Yeah, because, again, I, I like the Flame of Keld interaction with Ox. Like We obviously really want to get Ox in our graveyard. We want to get a lot of cards in our graveyard. Right. Um pretty quickly, um so we can get our ox back, draw more cards. Like that's the huge thing that I that I see. So like spending a couple turns, like cycling, or you know, discarding down pretty low with fiery tempers and lightning axe. Um honestly it almost makes me want to play Flame of Keld like with Cathartic Reunion. Mm-hmm. Um or something like that, where like we
0: filtered through more cards, I guess. May, may what well, here's my thing, right? At this mm-hmm. point, like is Hollowed One is hollow One the issue with the deck? Can't be, right? No, it's uh, free
1: yeah i think I think they've built this deck enough in mind with it that like you you get the benefit of like when you have it, it's good and when you sure. don't like you don't really care like you can just cycle it for two you know.
0: I guess, yeah. I don't know, like...
1: But I hear you. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think Hollow One's that amazing, but I think when you're going to get it with this deck, you know what I'm saying? Like, you are you have to get lucky to do it, which again, like, oh, sure. I don't know that this deck is tier one, but I like that, hey, like, we're going to do a little gambling, we're going to discard a bunch of cards, we're going to draw a couple, you know, draw a few sure. cards, and hopefully Hollow One is one of those cards, because then we just get free four fours pretty quickly.
0: I, like, my thing is, like, when we're not on, like, the big discard a bunch of spells, draw spells, right, and we're having to, like, you know, try and chain off cards here, like mm-hmm. Maybe we cut down to like three Hollowed One? I don't know. Could be.
2: I'd be fine mm-hmm. with that one. I think it's better with the Hollowed Ones in. I think we just need to cut Insolent Neonate because that card it, unless you're doing graveyard stuff, it doesn't really uh do it for me. Sure. Um and I think we need that new that new legend for sure. At least two of. Yeah. I'll get by a new
1: one. I think Neonate plays too well with that card to cut Neonate.
2: We could also play like two Hazoret, now Flame McKeld really rocks.
1: I was thinking about Hazret. I was thinking about Hazret. Like, I think Hazret would be a solid include here, actually.
0: Hazret's also pretty budget still, right? I, played, like, she, I think she so. Went, like, She's like a dollar I or played two? one
2: of Hazret in my sideboard of dragons during that, uh, the open we did. The, the,
0: yeah. and, uh... The, 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 the Black Plague's coming IQ? Huh? No, no, no. The, uh, the Black Plague... The... The webcam channel. Oh, oh,
2: the, uh, the webcam it event caught we a lot of people off guard. They were just like, oh, I don't... It can't kill Hazaret and it's just like, well, yeah. good. Well, here she comes. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think Hazard would be a, a solid choice here. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what you cut for it again. Probably, like, just some of the, like, random cycling or something like that, so. All right, it looks like we're going pretty long here. Do you guys want to give us a rating? Sure.
0: Yeah, I'll give it a rating.
1: who wants to go first?
2: Um, I will give it a Zenith Flare that does 15 damage and not 20.
1: Fair enough. A 15 out of 20 uh, zenith yep. flare damage. All right. Ruckman, do you have a rating?
0: I will give it a 3 out of the 5 mana we might have to cast hollow 1 for. <laughs>
1: uh, fair enough. Um, I am going to give this a hollow 6 out of 10. Hollow? Six. Mm-hmm. Instead of a hollow 1, a hollow all 6 out right, of 10.
2: All. Okay, all
0: right. right.
1: We got it. Yep. Yeah. That was the best ah. I could come up with under the pressure. All right.
0: right. This deck slaps. Thank you, thank you for the submission. And Does again, slap. we got Core Twenty Twenty One coming up, guys. So get the get the submissions flowing. There's a lot of stuff to work with now. We're definitely uh, that's right. taking notice. Me. And hey, all everyone, I know you guys are listening. Everyone, you know, brewing up these deck lists and getting everyone's input. Uh, once you once you think you got something good ready, throw it in the dozen slap, guys. Like if you're mm-hmm. if we're gonna get everyone's opinion on it, like let's get it officially on the show. You know, once Absolutely. you once you guys think your your deck. Discussion, you know, that enchantment deck we talked about. Everyone's, you know, I think we, we're usually talking about at least like one or two decks a day for sure. Uh, people being like, how do how do we best how do we how do we build this deck up? And it's, you know, competition lasts like all day on these decks, oh, yeah. which mm-hmm. is really sweet. So you know, once you get these decks in a good spot, guys, kick them over to the dozen slaps, so we can talk about them on the actual show. Absolutely, and I think it would be cool to have some of those decks on there because then we could go back to the chat and be like, and sort of walk through the steps. Of how they got to this point, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for joining me. Any any closing thoughts of the Pioneer Meta Any closing thoughts in Corset Twenty One before uh, I make a pretty fun special announcement here? Nope, go for go it. For it. Uh, so, if you, this is actually the first time because I'm going to wait to talk about this uh, until the episode goes live. Uh, these two already know, uh, but. Out of left field, I didn't think this was going to happen so quickly. Uh, we did get accepted into the Magic Content Creator program. Uh, so what that means is not a whole lot for you guys right now, right? Um, but expect at least a little bit more uh, arena content. That's sort of what the focus of that is. But there is a bright side here for you guys. We're not really going to change how we're talking about the product here. Uh, we're gonna be pretty sure with how we fill out the game, you know, what like that. We're gonna give you guys our honest opinion, uh, but you know, we might call for some stuff. You know, there might be how this works is you know, we can go, I can go to a website, we get challenges, and if we complete these challenges, that means cool stuff for you guys. That means like arena promo, like arena card codes, and all sorts of fun things like that. And that'll be something sweet to provide to you guys for watching the stream, for playing at our events. I think some of the first ones we can do for just, like, streaming Arena for a few hours gets, like, 50 codes, something like that. So, like, if we can get that, like, that's a lot of fun giveaways for everyone, and we can have a lot of fun with that. So, you know, I'm excited to sort of see what avenues this opens up for us. You know, again, we're not going to change our style. We're still going to bring the show how you guys expect it. But just, you know, hey, maybe I will be that 11th person playing Historic because I don't really want to play Standard right now. Uh, But, like, you know, we we played Arena... Cube last weekend, and that was actually really a lot of fun, and I'm probably going to go cut out the first draft we did, because we got fed a hella sweet blue-white Flyers deck list. We're not going to talk about the last three games, but the first five games we played were sweet. Nice, let's um, go here. And then we're not going to talk about the, the draft we did after that, because that that draft, that doesn't exist. Uh, so yeah, so we got, we you know, the, a lot of cool stuff's happening, guys. We made, we got the Twitch affiliate, we got this uh, Magic Content Creator Partnership now, so I'm really excited. So I want to thank you guys, thank Chris, thank Ricky for helping me with this journey, and thank definitely thank all you listeners out there for supporting us and being with us, making this community we're building great, keeping Pioneer awesome. And yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that's all I got on that. I guess really um, about the stream though. I do know that as stores start slowly opening up, um, I think we're gonna transition. The Quest for the Wag stream, which is our like pioneer League. We're gonna play it and try and open the the, the the Almighty Brush Wag Avatar, who is of course our Lord and Savior of the Crew Three podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be pushed to like Saturday evening instead of Friday, because I, I know it's kinda like I would I would consider like the flagship stream is the quest for the wag stream. So we play a little more like competitive pioneer, right? Um right. And so I think we're going to push that to Friday, to Saturday evening. I think Friday is going to maybe be like an arena sort of funzy stream. And then Sunday is going to be main t- still be like our flex, like maybe I'll stream some deck, some decks that we did deck techs for. Maybe we'll kick it back over arena. So Sunday's going to be like our flex slot. Saturday night's going to be our quest for the wag. And then Friday is probably going to be arena. And I might start streaming the occasional Tuesday and Thursday if that's not going to be a concrete thing. Uh, so look forward to those changes going forward. Uh, those stream changes won't start this week. They'll probably start the next stream week, which will be that Friday the 26th, uh, the 27th, the 28th, right? Um, because you guys won't have this announcement really by then. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you guys, thank you again. Thank you. I can't I can't say thanks enough. Thank for, you guys yeah, uh, yeah, you so guys, much. We have a great community definitely, going. Definitely join me with, it, with me on this journey. I definitely didn't think... Uh, we'd get so far so fast when I asked you guys about doing this podcast like six months ago. Yeah, it's uh, pretty yeah, great. Yeah, for
1: sure. It's uh, we've we've been pretty lucky, um, and again, we obviously put a lot of effort into uh, you know pioneer right when it came out to do this. We put a lot of effort, played a lot of pioneer to learn the early meta game. So I'm definitely proud of us for really going all in on this thing and um, using our collective uh, 3,000 years of Magic Gathering experience to bring it to the listeners out there. Um, but yeah, that's all, it's all I can say. Thank you guys uh, for doing this, for sure.
0: It's been a blast. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. So look out, uh, because a lot of the challenges do involve community interaction, so look out. I think one of the first ones we'll do, I'll put a tweet out when this episode goes live, because we have to, one of the challenges is to discuss what being a MTG uh, partner, arena partner, content creator, whatever you want to call it, means for you guys, what we could bring to you guys. We've covered this. We'll probably put a tweet out. We'll talk about it on the Friday stream, uh, and we'll have this sort of discussion of what this means for you guys. Hopefully that unlocks some sweet, sweet arena codes to give out. Maybe we could even have some in time for that Pioneer Webcam Challenge on Saturday the 27th. I think this time I'll actually get to play, because I feel comfortable enough to play and run at the same time. Uh, it's a heck of a lot of fun. If you guys have a webcam, uh, and you're thinking about it, jump in, join in on the fun it's a, it's a heck of a blast. You, you don't even need, like, a full professional setup, right? Like, as long as your cards are viewable on your webcam, play it. We'll have fun. Uh, still at this time, though, we get asked a lot. No proxies at this point, guys. I know that's kind of a bummer on some people, but, like, I do kind of want to still... I don't want to say reward the people that have the cards right, but, like, you know. You can play Pioneer with whatever you want. Like, I'm not going to... You know, I, I was joking I'm going to play Spirits, but I'm not going to play Spirits. I'm going to play a fun deck instead. Uh, but it's all fun, so you know. Spirits is a fun deck. That's that's, yeah. Spirits is a fun deck. You're right. Um, not when I play against dragons. No,
2: but. that's pretty fun for me.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, of my ramblings. of our ramblings, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Um, go all play some Pioneer. Have some fun, gentlemen. Again, thank you for joining me. Talk to y'all next week. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.